0: We're recording, so let's just see how it goes. All right. All right. I know. I can't. I feel like every time I do that, I can't sound like Linda. My best Linda. (laughs) Okay. Well, welcome to our show. My Uh, name's Cheyenne. I'm Sydney. We're roommates. And And they they were were roommates. Oh, we did that in the first (laughs) recording,
1: too. (laughs) Okay. Um,
0: And if you hear us Uh, talking about Gwen, that's our perfect smush face kitty. Oh, she's great and follow her on instagram (laughs) at lil cat gwen that's l-i-l cat gwen you won't regret it you really won't she's great she does lots of random lazy things but she likes to loaf she's a loaf if you don't know what that means first of all what you doing second when you go look at her instagram you're gonna know what a loaf is literally i never realized how many cats were on instagram like it's a whole culture
1: I mean, yeah, that's like
0: the Disney community, Trying to get in (laughs) in there. It's not going great. I mean, she got 100 followers in the first day. That's true. That's intense. So, (laughs) if you're not following her, to noon. To noon. You're gonna hear a lot of Crystalia references. (laughs) That's for sure. (laughs) Can't help it. He's our dad. Yeah. Hashtag congratulations pod. Hashtag congratulations pod. Should we have a Hashtag. it'll come yeah I was (laughs) gonna say it'll come with the with time yeah so you might have heard me mention earlier that we did this on the first recording so we recorded before and we were kind of like trying to figure out how we wanted to do this so we watched the documentary and if you didn't get it by the name we get drunk and watch documentaries and by drunk we mean we're drinking alcohol we don't know if we're actually gonna get like Full blown. We're just getting tipsy. One night after we pools. go out, we should come home and do one. Like, like when we get like real drunk right that'll out. be intense. Yeah, <laughs> oh, it might be <laughs> the most annoying episode, or the best. <laughs> episode. <laughs> we got to watch something juicy though. Yeah, not like controversial, but like weird. Yeah, almost. that'll be yeah. All right, that's on the to do list, friends. Um. Yeah, so, when we recorded the first time, we were, like, watching the documentary at the same time, and while it was great and perfect in real time, it's also hard because then you're, like, pausing to watch the show and, like, not talking. There's a lot of downtime of us listening to the documentary. Yeah. Which is fine, because that's how we're gonna talk about it, but... Yeah. So, we're gonna try a new way, and you know what? Maybe we'll try the old way, and we'll just see where it goes from there. But the documentary we're watching first is actually a series called I Am a Killer. It's on Netflix. Insert Netflix sponsorship here. <laughs> They're not actually our sponsor, but you know. In our dreams. Yeah. How cool would that be? Um, so we're watching I Am a Killer, and I don't actually know where it's going to go because we've only seen this first episode. I don't know if it's going to get more intense, if it's going to be lame, but we're going to roll with it. And we're going to not just do, like, series, we'll do like, full documentaries that are just, like, one little yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, it won't just be stuff like this, but this one was cool and intriguing when we started recording. And spooky. Yeah, we love spooky. We watched spook. it in spooky season. Yeah. RIP to spooky season. Yeah. It's the best season of the year. We won't forget you. No. I literally just took our decorations down today only because we live in a town where the culture is Halloween- only in half of, well, <laughs> August, all the way through October. Yeah. And then... Christmas starts November 1st. Christmas 1. starts November 1st. So a bitch took her Halloween decorations down, and I'm sad. Uh, <laughs> we have stockings on the wall. <laughs> Wow. Okay. Commitment. So, episode one, season one, episode one of I Am A Killer is called Means to an End. It is the story of James Robertson. He's 54 and has been in prison for 37 years whoa (laughs) yeah basically um it opens like kind of spooky like we were talking about and basically gives you the vibe that like it's not gonna be like a ton of serial killers or like a specific killer in particular it's gonna like highlight a couple of different people and their stories and kind of takes on that and it doesn't like I said like it's not just like oh he's a serial killer here we go Because this guy is not. I think it's just going to focus on a ton of different topics. Yeah. And different types of killers, which I guess is creepy as well. How many guys did he kill? Two? Or one? I don't even know, because it never actually fully says, I don't think. He's assaulted a lot of people. Like, I think he just (laughs) killed... Oh, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. I think he just killed the one guy to get himself on death row. Which I'm skipping in the story, but... We'll get there. You guys will... You'll catch up. Okay. Um... So, basically, the first thing, after it's, like, doing a ton of, like, a ton of panoramas of the jail. Um, so many panoramas! <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of, like, tilting and panorama <laughs> Um, He, it goes to his interview where he says he accepts full responsibility for how his life turned out. Um, he's, yeah. What, yeah, good, good on him. Um, And then, like, during this, it also, like, has those text screens that will pop up, and so the text screen says, after the reintroduction of the death penalty in the United States in 1976, more than 8,000 people have been sentenced to death for murder. Which, 8,000 doesn't sound like a big number, but when you think about the fact that there are 8,000 murderers out there, that's a little scary. Yeah. Especially, like, what if they were all in, like, the same radius, or, like how many of them were in a specific square area well how many people tag-teamed god oh god yeah there's so many possibilities also so i don't know and this is just like a personal plug i love the podcast and that's why we drink um em and christine are amazing and we bought tickets for their orlando show (gasps) oh my god i forgot about that i'm so pumped yeah cool. Um, but in in ATWWD the other day, they were talking about a case a long time ago, um, and I don't even remember, I don't know if it was, like, the 40s, the, it was a long time ago, um, but that somebody had gotten sentenced to death, and he, like, got put to death in a few months, versus this documentary, which talks about, like, some of these people sitting on death row for, like, 20 plus years. That's so interesting to me. So it's like... I know we talked about that on the first recording, but... yeah. You, like you just don't think about that. You're like, oh, this guy's on death row. Like he'll be executed next week. Yeah, not the case. And it's like, at is all. it severity? Are they executed by severity? Are they executed by, like, timeliness? I mean, I guess back then they probably didn't have a lot of people on death row, anyways. So I wonder like, how many people are on death row right now. Is that googlable? Probably. You're gonna have to Google it though. Notes are on my phone. I got it. Yeah, we're not opposed to Googling answers while we're on here, guys. Um, also, just for funsies, um, James Robertson, our topic of the evening, is inmate number 322534. Crazy. For anyone that cares. Oh, and guess where he lives? <laughs> <Fucking> Florida. Florida. <laughs> of course. Of course. <laughs> All right. So, and we already mentioned this, there's lots and lots of panorama and tilting and <gasps> Y'all, turning. Uh-oh, what happened? It's a lot. As of November 5th, 2018, that's today, there were oh 2,605 death row inmates in the United States. In the US, 2,605. Okay, this I guess is so bad. I thought that was going to be way bigger. I I was going to say I guess it doesn't <laughs> seem like a lot compared to like one, the how many people, how many inmates there are, and yeah, the size of our population. Yeah. Okay, but it's like you said, it's that's still two thousand six hundred five yeah. people that deserve to die. Yeah, that's crazy. Whoa! God. Oh God! In this country alone. Mm. Yeah. So yes, with all of the panoramas, it's not visually appealing. Which here we are making a podcast, so you don't have to watch; you can listen. Um,
1: there's just so lots you're of B-roll.
0: And then, like, a few, like, silly reenactment-type shots that don't show any faces because it's not actually them doing it. Whatever. Hopefully it gets better. We'll see. But moving on to James Robertson. In 2008, he strangled his cellmate to death with unknown motivation. And then, like, my own personal note was, like, well, we do know that he wanted to go to death row. So, like, maybe that was the sole motivation. Oh, that was my mail. Yeah. Um... Says, and what was the original reason he was in jail? At 12 years old, he got arrested for, like, theft. Like, shoplifting. And then and it just, he's like, progressively been in since got he jail he was 17, right? Yes. 15 okay. days before he turned 17. He went to jail, which, and he's been there ever since. Then yeah. he was like, fuck this shit. I'm gonna get on death row, because they got, like... They just, like, have it good. They don't... Pizza and stuff over Yeah, they there. got TV, and, they like, They can it's play quiet. basketball. Yeah, they have their own, like, exercise yard, which... I guess, like, yeah. makes sense because you're separating them, but also, like, then it's just them getting pampered, I guess. I don't know. I don't want to use the word pampered. Cause no, I think, do. yeah, no, but, I think that's how it comes off. Mm-hmm. Um, He says he mostly stole kids' stuff, and then later, like, he would see more expensive things like speakers or stereos, and he would take those things to, quote-unquote, the dope man. He goes, take it to the dope man, get some dope. Yep. <laughs> okay. Okay, you're uh, 15. Yeah. So Relax. he did that. Um, he said he would just look at places and could tell if he could steal from it. And he would just, like, What a talent. It. He'd just go. And I'm like, what, like, balls he has for that. That's ridiculous. Um, I don't know if you guys can hear the dinging. So if you can, I'm sorry. If you can't, cool. Um, then it goes in to say, like, after he turned 17, he was jailed for burglary, aggravated assault, and escape. So when and where did he escape? Didn't tell us, but I'm curious. Escaping jail? Yeah. Um, His original sentence was 10 years. He had 15 years added on while he was in Cross City for a fight that I guess like led to a guy getting killed. He says in his interview that he didn't kill him, but like I guess because he was involved with the, the issue. Was that when he was talking about riots and stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which we're, we're about to get into that shit. Um, just so like we have some clarification, he talks about being in Cross City and I grew up in a town like a few like not even an hour from Cross City. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh. Um, and then he says he like kicked a guard and tried to take his gun in another fight. Oh, so yeah. you know, he's just not a good guy with this stuff. They showed pictures of him from when he was younger. You remember how he did, like didn't look like himself at all? Oh, yeah. He looks so different. Um which obviously like He's older, so duh. But, still. Um. So, yeah. This is the riot thing. Him being involved in riots, he, like, talks about the fact that, like, guards would be like, oh, well, like, you got in a riot, and so, of course, you're gonna get punished or stuff. And he's like, yeah, but what the fuck do you expect? It's prison. And, like, I remember you mentioning before, like, he's got a point. Yeah. Because he does. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's a ton of bad people in there. Like, hello. And... Like, even if they're not that bad, even if they weren't in there, which I don't think they mix people that do, like, horrible things and not horrible things, but, you know, who knows. But also, like, they're going to defend themselves if they don't want to die. Yeah. Um, oh, so scary. God. And this was the, oh, this was the part that was visually a little terrifying. He leans towards the camera. Like, <laughs> I wrote down, and I'm telling you, if those camera people didn't jump back, they have some balls. Yeah, he just, like, leans in and gets so annoyed. And I, oh, it was scary. I don't like it. Eerie. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Alright. um, He gets put into close management a lot. So, like, close management will, from now on, be referred to as CM, if I don't say close management in full. Um, it's literally basically solitary. Like, yeah. it's just a fancier way of saying put in solitary. Confinement. Um the rules of close management, solitary confinement for twenty three hours per up to twenty three hours per day, six hour weekly exercise, restricted work like opportunities, I guess no, they can take away their personal property. It doesn't say that they do, but he said that they took his personal property away all the time mm-hmm. um, and restricted visitor rights. So basically, like nothing. You're in a box, which sucks where there's only no windows. your thoughts, yeah. So, like, regardless of who you are as a human, you're kind of fucked because that's so, like, not cool. Even just, yeah. like, sitting at home laying in my bed. If I'm in there for too long mm-hmm. yeah. and I'm getting bored of watching TV like, my I brain's like, go. what's happening? I'll do a lap around Target. Yeah. Just gotta get out of here. <laughs> yeah. So, he, like, describes uh, CM as very, like, torturous. Um, you lose all your motivation, plus you don't get any sun. And... For me, like, all of that is very important because nobody should be tortured unless they have tortured others. But, um, the no sun thing, like, you don't, you don't think about how much the sun gives you yeah. until you don't have it anymore and you are lethargic and stuck in a room. Yeah, I can't even That's really terrifying. think about that because see it every day. Also, didn't think about this the first time we recorded an episode, but they show that video of the guards, like, running their, like, pole on the bars and like intimidating and he talks about how like uh, cm was like humiliating and stuff and you're always humiliated by yeah, guys just, i like, wonder talk if they actually do that him. i guarantee they do like the ba- the bar thing i bet oh, man how sounds horrible yeah oh and then he goes off and say um they just treat you like a bug and the motherfuckers that they like are the bugs <laughs> 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 and when i tell you guys it's yeah. my best bug impression that's all i got so, <laughs> not going any further but um that was a little terrifying to like watch him say that because you can see that he's getting angry and like he's obviously like cuffed up and stuff but it's a little crazy um yeah. and then I thought about this too I was like I wonder if they treat the other guys better because they're scared of them like That's if they're guys that because if he thinks they're bugs they obviously must be real bad guys like they might have actually like actually wanted to murder people and murdered them instead of like becoming a progressively worse person and murdering like, right did. right and then i wanted to see if other inmates feel as singled out as he does which hmm. i kind of get that answer later on um i wrote in here like you can tell he's getting angry as he talks about close management which, yeah we said that all right transition do you want to talk about the nurse or do you um. want to finish your ice cream oh Okay, that's fine. I, right. I remember the nurse, but not very well. Yeah. When I, okay, so she's, like, small. She's a very petite woman. She has short gray hair. She's literally exactly what I think every nurse, jail nurse would look like. Huh. Like, yeah. I, yeah. Um, her name was Anne. She's worked for them since 1992, and she took care of CM and Open Population. She said dealing with the uh, close management inmates was with a lot of frustration and anger and attempted suicide issues. Not like the nurses, the inmates themselves. And she noticed James Robertson because of his angry face. So. Yeah. Red flag number one. RBM. Or number 25. Who knows? Um, she says he didn't talk to anyone, but that his quietness is daunting, and he never looked at you. He looked through you. Whoa. Which I... That was intense in and of itself, Um, but when you, like, watch his interviews and you look at his eyes and, like, the way that they're sunken in and the bags that he has, I'm like, I can see why you would think that eyes like that would look through you, because even if they hadn't before, even if he was, like, maybe a little intimidating or something, like, that jail time probably fucked him up. Oh, for sure. Um, She said that he didn't like the rules of CM and that he wanted Death Row, and Death Row's rules are simple, so he could Mm -hmm. deal with that. And she described, so this is where we get in, like, the description of, like, are they being catered to in Death Row? Not, like, catered to, but, you know. Um, And it's, like, moving from the slums to Beverly Hills. So they have TV, they have their own exercise area, it's quiet, and they have a form of, a sort of camaraderie. Because it's their, quote-unquote, safe haven. And she says, they know they're not going to be executed tomorrow. Until you are. Right, yeah. It's, that's. That's what I was thinking too. I was like, but what if you are? <laughs> and I guess, and we we were asking this last time too. Like, do we know? Do they get a notification? They must. Or are they just other like, people? Carrying on and they're like, all right, Robertson, let's go. Yeah. And it's like maybe it's like that for the inmates, but like for people that want to show up, like his, like his cousin or whatever. That we'll his lawyer. To, yeah. They've got to go. Let them know. She also describes him as narcissistic. And immediately, I was like, cue every Criminal Minds unsub ever. Narcissistic white male between 30 and 40 years old. Yeah. There we are. Which, just kidding, Criminal Minds, love you, don't hate me. One of my friends was on Criminal Minds. Really? Yeah, he was like, I think he played like a younger Reed or a younger unsub, a younger version of something. He was in a flashback. I never really watched that show. He was I watched it when it was on and then I watch it repeatedly in my life because I also like will watch it falling asleep because I've seen all of it at least twice. But then now that I fall asleep, like sometimes I'll fall asleep to episodes I've seen before and I'll wake up and then there's an episode I haven't seen before. Yeah. (laughs) So it's still great. All right. Click to another interview with Robert Lynch, who did four years in close management and was James Robertson's former cellmate um, James's nickname which was revealed to us in this interview was Chicken Head <laughs> Don't remember why um, he said that Robert Lynch said that he knew James pretty well but he can't imagine why he would say he's a friend. He goes, I think he's a piece of shit. Alright cool. Um, it seems like James would pick on someone that is defenseless and he, if he thinks he'll get away with it, he'll do it and so, um According to Robert Lynch, Robert Lynch describes that as a coward. You guys want to hear some stats about the death row thing I said? Let's go. Bring it on. Okay, so ethnicity. Mm -hmm. Of that number, it's white, 1,153. Black, (laughs) 1,143. Latino, 366. Asian, 53, Native American, 27, and unknown is one. Um, but this is what I gasped at. Uh, what was the total number? 2,605. Okay, well, this one has not been updated. But uh, of that, males, this says 97.99% are males. 2,688. Females, 55 Fifty-five total. Yeah. Damn. Two percent. And you know what? Our the other is. day I saw a meme that was like, "Don't dress as a serial killer because it attacks white culture or something like that." Oh my and I was god. like, <gasps> "Oh god." <laughs> Education: so sixty-nine point seven five percent have less than a high school diploma or GED. Probably because if they don't. Comparatively. Twelve point exactly. Yeah. It all sucks. comes together oh median time in years a death row prisoner has been awaiting execution seven seven years okay I mean average oh, time in time. years between imposition of a death sentence and execution 12 hmm. is that not the same thing worded two different ways let me see, let me see. the time on death row paragraph median time Why can't they just say maybe in time on death row, seven years? <laughs> oh yeah, I don't know. Because the second one, it almost makes it as like between imposition of a death sentence and execution is like maybe between their court date saying uh, you're getting death uh-huh. row versus like, oh, they've been in jail for seven years instead of like just their court date. I don't know. Who knows? Um finishing this interview, the Robert Lynch guy says James problem James's problem is his knife. His violence. Instead of fighting over small stuff, he'll just kill you. Whoa. Like, he just wants to stab you. He doesn't want to, like, fight about it with his fists. Um, He says he has deeper problems. He had his problems before he even got in jail. Um, And when it seemed like James was describing torture for CM, this guy just said, if you just do what you're supposed to do, then they're going to let you out of CM. And James was not about that. He, like, just didn't. Which you can get that entire vibe just from his interviews with how much he hates the Uh, Yeah, that he's just not just gonna sit there and, like, sit down and shut up just to get out. Right. He's gonna, like, raise hell and be like, fuck y'all. Yeah, and it's like, if you're going crazy, that's a little bit different, but, like, not crazy violent, crazy mental. And Robert Lynch closes with, you can come here and get better, or you can come here and get worse. He's not tired of living, because he's still alive. Because Mm -hmm. he's got a very good point. If he wanted to kill himself, he would. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. (coughs) Yeah. Because other people, people do it successfully. And yeah. with the motivation that this guy has to do anything else, he would be successful at that. Side note, if you are having suicidal tendencies, please call someone. Please talk to someone. <laughs> yeah. Even if you were an inmate, it's not safe. not okay. There is help. And there are people there for you. And rant. Retweet. Yeah. All right. So then we meet his fifth lawyer. We didn't meet any of the other four because they are non-existent anymore uh the one that would he the this fifth lawyer is the one that stuck with him um the other four just had their issues like for a variety of reasons but one of the previous lawyers i um he had mentioned that like they were interviewing james and james just wouldn't budge as far as like not wanting to be on death row and the lawyer just didn't want to stick around for that (coughs) Uh, then we switch to, oh, let me, it doesn't, I don't have a lot on here, on his lawyer, um, but he has another interview later, and it says, on December 18th, 2012, James was placed on death row. Cue the solemn music in a suburb in South Florida, and we're back at his lawyer. Um, basically stating, like, the reason behind him wanting death row was saying that he's getting older. He watched another older guy in jail get pushed around more, and he's like, I don't want that. He just doesn't want to get old and be preyed upon. He thinks he deserves, the lawyer thinks that James deserves sympathy because he got arrested and put in jail at 17 and had no guidance guidance and no parentage. Like, no parenting to help him yeah. figure his life out. Which I think is a large part of his being arrested in the first place. I feel like it's just a whole like societal... He started at 12. Like, yeah. They said that when he, so this is a part of this like next interview. Officer Mike Gottfried, which looks like Gottfried. Yeah, not good. Um, does he did the pre-trial interview to see what he's like as a person and not an inmate. Um, so he sees like this whole record, but he also sees like this. He used, like societal. He used a fancy word, <laughs> not fancy, but one that I can't think of because I didn't write it down. Um socioeconomic <laughs> uh, uh-huh. socioeconomic status as like yeah. a human being rather than just like a person in jail um and he says violence is a part of him because it's a part of his upbringing he got hit with switches um his parents had alcohol and substance abuse and they got divorced and remarried and divorced multiple times um he had a long prior record at 12 years old his first offense was shoplifting. And Mike Gottfried said, an impossible person to deal with because of truancy and fighting, like as a kid in school. Yeah. Um, And he says, he wasn't 17 for another 15 days when he got sentenced. And he always wonders if the court had gone another way, could have gone another way, because juvenile (gasps) is about freedom and adult is about punishment. Yeah, that's so fucked up, dude. Because, yeah, I mean, when you're in, like, a juvenile center... They're making you go to school and, like, get your GED or whatever it is. They make you, like, learn stuff. They make you do, yeah, rehabilitation yeah. of you yourself as a person. Yeah. Because you can still have your mind molded. And, like, not that adults can't, but it's not. Like, he, I think, just based off of, like, when we get closer to the end, that he probably could have had a good turnaround if that had been the case. Or at least somewhat, because even if he hadn't, he could still go to jail. Like, if you yeah. fucking shit up in juvenile facility. Right, and then, you know, too. if he went back when he was 25, then, okay, you know, right. that's how it's going to be. But, yes, just shy of being 17, yeah, it's really fucked up, actually. Yeah. All right, do you, I don't know if you're going to get the rest of my notes, but do you want to try?
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. You're killing
0: it, <laughs> you're killing it right. right now. So, it's more fresh on your brain, too. Yeah, it is. I've rewatched it to make sure that it would be good, so. Virtually, he had virtually no contact with the world out of his 37 years in jail. 20 of those years was spent in close management. And Ugh. five of them on death row. Dude. That's mind-blowing. Yeah, that's unreal to me. That's longer than we've years? been alive. And, like, I don't think... Yeah, well, I don't think that it's 20 consecutive years in close management... But like they yeah. do they do this thing in the movie where like they're scrolling over, you know, like his record or whatever and it's got like a ton of close management. He did it like almost every year. Yeah, out of the like a few times out of the year I guess. So then it moves on to his family. Um his cousin Daryl Moser or Mosher, I don't know, lives in Tennessee and uh they kind of reconnected. I don't know if they ever mentioned how specifically. Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, but now that like once they got in contact, like James would send them letters, cards and letters. Um and in those cards and letters, it seemed like he would focus on the parenting, like the parenting of Daryl and his wife and their family and be like you're a good parent and I'm hope like I wish the best for you and just would like talk about good things as far as family goes. Yeah. And I think that that's a big kicker for them because like that's his whole issue, is he didn't have family. He didn't right. have anybody to Like, love this him. has literally been his only like, familial connection in his entire life, Ever. and it's all, like, via letters. Yeah, yeah. And, like, they've gone to see him and stuff, and, like, it seems and you see those pictures in, like, the reel, and it seems so happy, and you're just, I'm confused. It's crazy. Also, noticed in the thing, his handwriting is unreal. So, unless they, like, like, redid the letters to, like, make it pretty on screen yeah and he has really pretty <laughs> nice um got something going for him right the cousin says quote this guy just had never been loved yeah ouch god um so then my question though it seems though is it seems way too late to bring him back so like all you can do is love him because he at yeah. that point in his mind to like i want to be on death row i want to die and like I don't want to be in jail for the rest of my life. And also, like he's an adult; his brain is fried at this point. Yeah. from What he's been through. Yeah. There's no going back. But like he could, he could never be a functioning member of society at this point. No. No. If anything, even if he wasn't detrimental, it'd be detrimental to himself to be out here. Yeah. to Do life. Um. And God forbid somebody crosses him. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Like that was his big thing. Is his anchor. And like even when people love you, you're still angry. Like deep down. Um his cousin talked to him about getting off death row, but James would rather die than live another forty years in prison. Um, sixty-five days after James's first interview, he was interviewed again. He has lots of facial hair in this one. Oh yeah. He had like a full beard. Um, so sixty-five days will do that too, yeah, <laughs> I guess. Um, and he says he doesn't want to get in more trouble because of his family. He doesn't want to lose privileges of having them come visit and seeing them Mm -hmm. and stuff. So that's nice. And he says something about a carrot on a stick as like a phrase and I've never heard that in my life. So if anybody knows what that means, (laughs) let a girl know. I could look it up but I don't want to. That hurt like a butt cheek on a stick. (laughs) Mother dude. Also, lots of Vine references here. (laughs) Welcome to our life. Couldn't help it. <laughs> um. He also says, quote, I used to be real bitter like when I was blaming everyone else for how my life turned out. And he says it's a matter of principle and he's got a man up. So, like, cool. Good job. Yeah, so, you get it. You did this to yourself. Yeah. And while Your you're little at... immature, juvenile, 16-year-old self Yeah, got yourself it up. in this mess. But at least you're... I Man, like imagine paying for your mistakes at 16 God, that long. At this, yeah, I was going to say at this age. Well, and into like, that capacity, like, okay, sure, like, you have a kid when you're 16, that really destroys your life, but. Yeah, just, like, reaping the consequences. Right, of, yeah. Like, being young. Yeah. yeah. Um. He also Whoa. says, I wish the guards would make more a more humane system. Quote, unquote, I'd be a lot more sane. Yeah. Jeez. But I mean, like that. I, I just really feel like that doesn't make the guards any better as human beings. No, no, which makes treating people really like sad. that, like shit. Yeah, because like just because you have a uniform on does not make you better if you're gonna act the same way. Right, and I'm sure. Listen, I know those people are fucking assholes. Like inmates yeah. have to be terrible people well, for sure, but not all of them. Not all of them, and it's like, what do you expect if you continue to treat them like that? For sure, I would backlash if I had to. Yeah, I don't know. Um. Just says, seems like it's like a lose lose for them. Yeah. Yeah, because like, and my thoughts too. It's like they're already in jail. Like, yeah. We are not here to torture people. We're here to keep them from hurting anybody else. Right. Um. He says, "I'm ready to go. I've been ready. It's like getting a transfer." And he like act, he's laughing very casually about it, and it's just like. It's just, like, my life now. Like, he's very used to everything, and you can tell. But it's when this is when he did that really creepy laugh. Yeah. If I can put the clip in here of that laugh, I will. If I can't, I'm sorry. But then the camera, this is where, like, we had to replay it the first time we watched it because the camera stays on him while he's laughing. And he goes, yeah, you know, it feels like I'm cheating them. And he's still laughing. And then he stops laughing slowly. And the camera's still on him. Remember when I said, like, and his smile, like, just kind of fades away? Disappears. And you're just like. Yeah. Like, it's, I mean, it, like, my heart stops for a second. Because it's it's weird. It's, like, spooky, but also, like, sad. Yeah, dude. Crazy. All right. Are you ready for the deep thought of the episode? Yeah. They asked him how he wants to be remembered. And he said, as someone who speaks the truth. So my question for you, I know that we are not on death row. I know that we, in your, in your mind every day, you're not like prepared for death, even though it can come at any moment. So in this moment right now, what would you say if somebody asked you how you want to be remembered? Um, for telling really good jokes. Yeah. (laughs) Are you serious? (laughs) I mean, like, I can totally (laughs) see that because that shit's real. Um, I mean, it's up there. Um, I, yeah. I would want people to remember, like, all the times they laughed with me. <laughs> oh, God. Somebody that's better so treat like... Gwen like a motherfucking queen. <laughs> that's, like, so sad and happy at the same time. I mean, you know, though? Like, yeah. I don't even. I feel I, like that's a large part dumb. of my personality. Yeah. Just I, being dumb. I Saying dumb shit a lot. Laughing about it. What about you, man? I don't know. I thought about it in the moment that I was like, "Oh, I gotta ask Sydney this." Yeah. Typed it. I was like, "All right, cool." And I just said a dumb, meaningless answer. No, that was good. (laughs) And I'm just like over here, like I have no idea. I'm sorry, guys. I'm the boring end of this podcast. You can hate tweet me. It's fine. I don't get on Twitter, so there's also that. There you go. Um. Yeah. I. I mean, it's fine. I you know. feel like I've never. This is gonna sound very bad. I feel like, like through my friendships, I have made an impact on people, but not like for a particular reason, like just for the sake of friendship. In that time in our life, I feel like that too, though. You know, like I don't feel like anything I've done is like significant. Yeah. Wow. That but like sad no, you no right. That's like what that? I'm saying. But ah. like you're right. Like your jokes are silly. Like you have good times with people, and like I've had good times with people. But I also don't feel like that's something they would remember me for. Yeah, like I know, like one of my friends, like I helped her get into horses. I know that she'll always remember me for that. Yeah, but like that's not something that, like, that's how I want people to remember me. That's not. It's just like right. a thing for her specifically. Hmm. Uh. Well, wow. Well, people would definitely remember that I had a cutest shit cat. Would Would you take over, Gwen? Gwen- Grins? Grins or Gwen? Gwen's Instagram oh, if I die. Of course. Yeah, don't immediately. Let me down on that one. And then we're going to Haunted Mansion and we're taking a Grim Grinning Gwen post. Grim Grim gl- <laughs> Grim Grinning. It's so hard. It's very hard. Okay. So, yeah, that's man. what she said. Death. Sorry. Death Roman, I mean, shit's wild. Yeah, I don't really know I don't, I don't know. That's all I got. That's how my life goes. Um, I mean, it was a good episode. We'll see where it goes. We'll keep doing those series. It's just crazy to think about, like, it's cool to see people like his perspectives because, you know, you don't really think about that. Like, they are still people, you know? And it's like, everybody has their own story. Everybody went through their own shit to get where they're at. Yeah. And like, you know, you and I grew up, we went to elementary school, then, then we went to, to middle school, Yeah, then we went to high school, then we, went, then to college. we went to college, and now we're here, yeah. fucking around in our mid-twenties. <laughs> yeah. But like, that kid, like, he, he went to, to school, but he hated it. Yeah. He, he to was dealing drugs in like, his teens. I can't. You I know, it's just it crazy. Yeah. And I I'm curious to see because like his case, like he started so innocently. There are people out there that start by killing animals. Yeah. Like I wanna know how intense this is gonna get. Um if I'm gonna cry. It's crazy, but, honestly. I mean yeah. Alright. Well, we'll see where it goes from here. Um we're gonna try and figure out do we wanna do like an episode of this every week and finish the season? Um or I don't like know. alternate. I kinda think we should just do whatever we want. I mean, yeah. <laughs> that's what we're here for. That's right. kind of my life motto. Yeah. We'll do what we want and you guys can follow along or not. Um Okay, so we're gonna try and do the taglines of all of the shit that we have. Uh you can follow Gwen, smushface adorable yeah. nugget at Lilcat Gwen. That on should Instagram. be her handle, smushface adorable nugget. <laughs>
1: That'll shit. be hard.
0: We'll be like at Smush Face Adorable Nugget. <laughs> Um, or her hashtag. <laughs> oh, I should put that. That would be great. Um, and you can follow my Disney Instagram slash Star Wars Instagram slash I'll make posts about the podcast on there at Jerrica Training Academy on Instagram. There is a period in between all of those words. So at Jerrica period training period Academy. Um, Sydney? Um, I'm on Instagram at sidm M with four D's, very excessive, D's. S-Y-D-D-D-M. <laughs> um, I really just, I, I'm posting about Gwen less because she has her own Instagram now. Right. I just, there's a lot of shit of me at Disney. Yeah, I'm not really active on my personal Instagram because I focus a lot on my Disney one, um, but also it's just very eclectic, so you know, enjoy. Uh, we'll see you guys next time. Thanks for listening. Let us know if there's other documentaries we should watch. Yeah, let us know what you Super guys think. Super into conspiracies. Just very interested or intrigued by them, I should say. Yes. I want to watch an alien one. <laughs> at yeah. Some point. Yeah. You know what um, one of my friends said to me the other day? We were yeah. talking about, I asked him if he believes in aliens. And he goes, you know what? Either we're alone in the universe... Or we're not alone in the universe and either one is equally terrifying <laughs> <laughs> Yo, so oh and I mean wow that's- yeah that's- super real so yeah peace out oh oh, <laughs> oh god <laughs> okay all right and we're back just kidding ready <laughs> <laughs> yeah Bye.